When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. What's up, Ingrid? <sighs> Just collecting myself over here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to good to be back. Good to see you. I know you went on a little vacay. Well, it's, I wouldn't call it a vacay, but it was... A, fa- a family trip. <laughs> yeah, it was a family trip. I was meeting my uh, lady's mom and grandma. I was in Paducah, Kentucky. Oh, dang. Yeah. You were out yeah, there. Yeah, I was out there. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Just everything is green, lots of wildlife. An owl flew right over my head. I what? saw two deer. It, it was just so green, so green. And really, like, a lot of beautiful homes that if they were in L.A., they'd probably cost, like, $6 million. And and in Paducah, Kentucky, they're, like, you know, $600,000. It's, it's totally, amazing. it's a different world. But it's very peaceful. I like Kentucky. It was my first time there. Really, really beautiful state, the part that I saw. So, yeah, I would like to go back. A nice change of pace from L.A., all that oh, totally. green and space. And people are driving slow. You know, they're not, like, rushing around. <laughs> it's like you're walking on the street and people wave at you. And when they're driving by or when they're walking by, very friendly. Yeah, really nice people. That sounds so nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was. We can easily forget that here when everything is just like, almost like you're all always running behind and like always light, like the energy of all the people everywhere trying to do something, get somewhere, mm-hmm. be somewhere. Yes. LA's like Gabriella was saying, like LA is such like a transient city mm-hmm. where, you know, so many people that come here are coming here from somewhere else. They're They're not from here. And so... There doesn't really seem to be like this investment in the place. Like we're in in Kentucky, you can tell people are really they're taking care of their homes, their mm-hmm. yards. You know, the streets are clean. Yeah, they take pride in their space because it's like theirs. Exactly. Whereas LA, it's like people are just passing through, so they'll leave trash on the sidewalk or whatever, and not care about how their home looks. Or their neighborhood looks. Yeah, it's like a temporary yeah. stop in their life. Mm-hmm. Kind of bums me out when I think about it, but I still love L.A. <laughs> for what it is. So. I know. It's really hard. <laughs> I feel very attached to L.A. Like, I love being out in nature and slowing down and, mm-hmm. like, getting back in touch with myself and being a human, which is kind of hard to do in the city sometimes, but... 
it just has so much to offer here. I'm like, okay, well, I still want to go to like the crystal shop and the green juice place. And like, mm-hmm. I want to see a comedy show. And even though I don't even often do these things, I like the idea of it being accessible to me. Like yes. I, I stay home most of the time. Mm-hmm. Totally. But even LA has so much nature, you know, it's like you want to be in nature, but there is so much like in terms of, I can't think of another city that is near to the size of LA that has the amount of nature that it does. Like I, I've literally come like as close as I am to you right now to a deer in, in LA. I mean, it, it is really amazing to have experiences like that here. Like Topanga Canyon is beautiful. Where I was, was like right by the Hollywood sign, oh, you dude. know, it's Beechwood Canyon. There okay. is, I've also seen coyote on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh shit. Where the stars are. I mean, I guess we're still on Earth. Yes. Yes, we're here on Earth. We're in their home. <laughs> yes, yes. So speaking of Earth and the flow of the energies, I wanted to talk about the modalities today. Because you were talking about, before we started recording, how you've been feeling a bit scattered. Yeah. And Yeah, I kind of feel like this. the end of this retrograde season, I'm like... I just have all these tasks to complete and I'm feeling like, how do I get them all done? There's like lingering projects, but then there's kind of a panicked energy to complete them and to find the the clarity and focus to get them all accomplished mm-hmm. feels almost like impossible to just feel focused and to have all the answers for myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we're in the season of Gemini with the sun in Gemini. Mercury was in Gemini, now it's retrograded back into Taurus. But this week we're going to talk about the new moon in Gemini. But before we do, I think it's just important to talk more about Gemini. Because when we're talking about the modalities, Gemini is a mutable sign. And the last season was Taurus, that's fixed. And before that was Aries, that's cardinal. So that's the rhythm of the modalities. They go cardinal, fixed, mutable. So I like to think of these three modalities as the three S's. Cardinal signs are starter signs, fixed signs are stabilizer signs, and the mutable signs are the stimulator signs. So right now we're feeling that stimulation. It's like you need the stimulation. So it's like in the beginning, when we're talking about the starter signs, in order to start, you've got to have all the pieces. You get the pieces and then you stabilize them. You put the pieces together. That's the fixed energy. Stabilize them. Then you have to stimulate them again, the mutable, to break them apart, reinvent them, and then start new again. I mean, this is such a nice reminder because a lot of the time I kind of want all these things to happen somehow simultaneously. <laughs> and Or when, when I'm in one season, I'm craving another and I don't usually go and look at the modalities to be like, okay, what season are we really in? And what should I be allowing to happen instead of trying to force something that's not coming easily? Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I want everything to be stable right now. Okay, well, this is the time to have the stimulation and gather all the pieces and enjoy that energy that's happening instead of wanting to be in the next season before it's even ready. Because I do feel like that stimulation energy. Yes. Well, see, you know, it's funny you bring this up because there's the wanting to have that stabilized, but then it's stimulating. Like we're, we're really feeling all of it right now. I mean, there's Venus, Uranus, the North node and Mercury all in 
Taurus, which is fixed. There's Saturn, which is in Aquarius, which is also fixed. So that's five planets, four planets plus the North Node, that are all in that stabilizer energy. So that feels like nice routine kind of peace. Like your energy is gathered to yourself. You know what's happening. Yes. Yes. But then we also have four planets in the starter signs, Pluto and Capricorn, and Jupiter, Mars, and Chiron in Aries. So four planets in stabilizer, four planets in starter signs, and then we have two planets, not talking about the moon because the moon moves quickly, Neptune in Pisces and the sun in Gemini, which are in the stimulator signs. But the sun is the one that sort of trumps it all because that's the energetic force that's conducting everything that's going on. So the sun is in that stimulator sign. So you're feeling that scattered energy because of that. And since it's just moving into Gemini, I think it feels like almost a bit of anxiety. I think I got comfortable in the stability Mm -hmm. and now i'm like oh man like i'm not ready (laughs) to like i I like this comfortable like peaceful space and now maybe once gemini really gets moving i'll feel somehow that energy will stabilize within Mm -hmm. ourselves and we can enjoy that that newness the freshness the the kindling of new projects instead of holding on to the old of that stability that we have yes yes I can get excited about change, but a lot of the time it's very like unnerving to me. Mm-hmm. I like feeling at ease. Yes. Yes. Well, that would make sense because your your moon's in the second house, which is associated with the second sign, which is Taurus. So you are emotionally satisfied by that stability, yeah. by that <laughs> stable bull energy, you yeah. know, which isn't moving anywhere. But then you're also a Gemini rising, so... You know, it, it, can, it can be fun and light, but then, yeah, I, I can get like stuck in that in my comfort zone, your comfort zone. It's complex. We're complex people. The energies around us are complex and we just have to do the best that we can to roll with the energy to move with it. So should we get into the week? Yeah, let's do it. Before we do, I want to thank our sponsors so grateful for our sponsors. I want to thank Ross, Annie, Carrie, Catherine, Vincent, Lori, Janine, and Haley. These are our sponsors. And you too can be a sponsor if you like a monthly sponsor. Go to Spotify, our homepage, or our show notes page. And there's a link right there that allows you to become a monthly sponsor to our podcast for either 99 cents Four ninety nine or nine ninety nine a month. Any sponsorship is greatly appreciated by Ingrid and I. Yeah, thank you. It allows us to keep doing more of this because we love doing this. Yes, we love sharing the knowledge of the planets and stars with you. So this week we are looking at the week of May 30th to June 5th. May 30th to June 5th. Monday, May 30th. We're looking at the new moon in Gemini. So this is that moment that happens every 28 and a quarter days where the moon catches up to the sun and starts a new moon cycle. So this is the inhale. The full moon is the exhale. 
The new moon is planting the seeds of the coming harvest, and the full moon is showing and sharing the harvest. So if you'd like to learn more about the new moon and how it affects you directly, you can enroll in my moon cycle classes on theweeklytransit.com. One of the things that I talk about with my students in the class is I look at three layers. I'm looking at, think of yourself as a farmer. If you're a farmer, you want to understand three things. You want to understand the seed, you want to understand the soil, and you want to understand the climate. So what I'm going to talk to you on the podcast about is the seed. In the class, we get to the soil and the climate because those are particular to your specific astrological code. So the seed is the sign that the new moon is in, and the new moon is in Gemini. So Gemini, as we talked about, is a mutable sign. It's adaptable. It's changeable. It's stimulating us to evolve and keep up with the changing seasons. It's an air sign. Air is more extroverted than introverted because air is something that can touch you, but it's not something that you can touch. Air can be a cool breeze on a hot summer day, or it can be a hurricane. It's all how you're working with the energy. When thinking about the new moon in Gemini, we want to set our intentions. I think of these four cornerstones of the new moon in Gemini. I'm going to set my intention to be a better listener. Because Gemini is ruled by Mercury. Mercury is the planet of communication. In order to be a good communicator, you have to be a good listener. So that's number one. How can I be a better listener? Number two is what can I learn? What would I like to learn? Because Mercury, again, rules the conscious mind. So what are you putting into your mind? What are you learning? Number three, who do I want to connect with? Or how can I connect different people within my circle together? Mercury is the planet of coordination as well as consciousness and communication. And then fourthly, how can I embrace my emotional curiosity? What questions do I want to ask? You know, the twins, the symbol of Gemini is two people talking, two people sharing, two people asking questions. It's starting that conversation. In order to start the conversation, maybe there's a question you want to ask. So listening, learning, connecting, and questioning. These are the four cornerstones of the new moon in Gemini. I think really tapping into these questions and giving it the attention is how to ease some of that chaotic hurricane energy that can be happening when we're moving from the stable sign to like this this new shift and this change and it could feel exciting but also frantic if we're not staying grounded with actually asking ourselves how we're going to work with that energy so yeah journaling about these things could just be very insightful this is something that i definitely need to do right now it seems to just ease my mind thinking about answering these questions so you're talking about allowing the energy to flow in order to allow the energy to flow you want to ask the question yeah. Have the conversation. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just all of these incoming thoughts. They're just like thoughts spiraling around in there. And if you don't put them down on paper or like with somebody where you're you're using that curious energy, mm -hmm. it's just like all in your mind, like a chatterbox. Yes. And so interesting. One of my clients 
today brought up a great point. We were talking about somebody who's got Pisces energy and how they have trouble with Gemini energy because they're both mutable. One's water, one's air. Water and air don't mix. The Pisces energy is intuition. Like these Pisces people, they don't want to ask the question because they're just trusting their intuition that they know what that other person is thinking. Mm -hmm. But what the Gemini energy is saying is, no, you have to ask the question. You have your intuition, and that's wonderful, but... You can actually get that question answered. Let's get to the facts. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are the facts? Let's be logical here. Did you talk to that person? Did you ask them what you think they're thinking about you? I mean, I think it's good to tap into our intuition, but sometimes that can turn into an assumption. Exactly. That's exactly what we said. Yes, it's an assumption. And we know what they say about assumptions. It just creates clarity when you ask the question. That's there's it. no there's no thinking. There's like, no well, confusion. Yeah. And that's the shadow side of Gemini is the confusion. The light side of Gemini is clarity. And so when the sun is in Gemini, we are all experiencing what it's like to be a Gemini sun. So even if you have a lot of Pisces energy, that's wonderful that you have your intuition. But in order to gain clarity through the clouds, you need to ask the question that is going to give you the answer that you think you know. <laughs> I like that. Tuesday, May 31st, the moon continues through Gemini, and along the way, it connects with Neptune, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, intuition, the cloudy planet in the sign that it rules, the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish, Pisces. So this is one of those moments where it's like, the emotional curiosity and intuition and it's looks like they're at odds they're at odds <laughs> we're not really clear how can i ask the question that i need to ask i'm afraid to ask the question i'm just trusting my intuition but i need to get real clarity here now at the same time the moon is also aligning with saturn the god of wealth and time the planet of restriction responsibility hard work authority and achievement in aquarius the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer, which Saturn rules. So this is creating a powerful alignment with the moon. It's like saying, okay, you have your intuition, but I need to take responsibility for my intuition. I need to see if what my intuition is telling me is actually logical and factual by asking the questions that I need to ask. Otherwise, I'm, I'm maybe being irresponsible because I'm thinking something about something else that's not necessarily true. I'm thinking something about someone else that's not necessarily true. Well, I think our intuition can be tainted by our psychological baggage. Mm -hmm. That's such a great point. Such a great point. Yeah, what we feel inside doesn't doesn't always make it true, especially when we have gone through some like traumatic event. Mm -hmm. I have like an example from a couple months ago where... I hadn't seen the guy I was dating in like two weeks. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> he doesn't like me anymore. Like obviously something happened. Like, and so then when I saw him, I was like, okay, so like what's happening? Like you obviously don't feel the same. So, you know, what's happening? And he's like, what do you mean? Yeah. What are was, you talking about? He was just like, what? <laughs> why would I feel, why would I feel different? And I was like, I don't know, because we didn't see each other. He's like, well, I didn't feel good. Like, 
unless something happens, why would I just stop talking to you? Like, I don't understand. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, you know, whatever my intuition was completely wrong. And I made it up at, based on past events. And he was just like, yeah, okay, well, I wasn't thinking that. And that's like a no. So anyways, <laughs> weird. And he's always very honest. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I could have just asked the question a week ago being like, did something happen? And he would have probably just said, no, I have a cold. Like, yeah, I don't like hanging out with people when I'm sick. But instead <laughs> you tortured yourself yeah. because your intuition was tainted by your psychological baggage. That's such a brilliant point. I had a meltdown over it and yeah. it was just a story that I made up in my mind. Mm -hmm. So yes, asking, asking the question, even though it might be uncomfortable because maybe it goes against your intuition, but then it's got that Aquarius energy, which is like logic. Mm -hmm. And then once you have an answer, that logic clears out whatever was happening, whatever you might have assumed. Yes. It clears out your psychological baggage and it resets your intuition. Yeah, it was such a lesson. I'm like, oh, I could just ask the question. Great. <laughs> Good thing I just tortured myself for a week. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Wednesday. June 1st, the moon moves on to the sign that it rules, Cancer, the cardinal water sign, symbolized by the crab. And the moon squares off with Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, in the cardinal fire sign, symbolized by the ram, which Mars rules. So both the moon and Mars in positions of power here, squaring off with one another, big emotions big fiery energy this is why you want to clear out that psychological baggage and ask those questions because this could be a day where maybe you're you're going toe-to-toe -to -toe with somebody that you're close to and you're getting in some sort of squabble some sort of conflict fight well i mean like i said in that example i guess i could have probably started to fight about it mm -hmm. instead of coming to him calmly and being like okay so like what happened I could have just kept that assumption, then started acting super weird. You're not talking to me anymore. And, there, you know, yeah, totally. But, yeah, if we clear that energy the day before mm -hmm. by asking the question. Then you avert the conflict. Yeah, instead of exploding it on this day. Yes. So if you haven't done that work, this could be a day where it explodes mm -hmm. or it blows up in your face. So make sure that you're doing that communication and the conversation and the questioning all of that on Monday, Tuesday, so that on Wednesday, when things get a little tense with the moon connecting to Mars from Cancer to Aries, it's a ripple instead of a, a giant wave. Thursday, June 2nd, the moon continues on through Cancer, the sign that it rules, and it squares off with... Chiron, the Fine. wounded healer in Aries. So first the moon hits Mars. It creates that fight. Now we're, we're dealing with the aftermath of the fight. We're facing the wound to our self-confidence. Why did I say that? You know, or I hate that person or I put myself in this situation all the time or I'm such an idiot. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, I think we can forget so easily these lessons that maybe we have learned like in that example I was like oh wow it wasn't that hard to just ask the question I could have asked it a week ago <laughs> but then fast forward to like a week ago it was like his birthday I brought him a card and some stuff and he like didn't read the card Ooh. 
and then I was getting like so irritated yeah. and like my feelings were hurt and like it had like maybe 30 minutes had gone by and I was just like so annoyed mm-hmm. and then something happened and then I like blurted out like something about the card and he was like and then he started laughing he was like I didn't know you were sitting there thinking about that for the last since you got here mm-hmm. like I had no idea like if I would have just said you know it was important to me you read the card right away but like I started having a meltdown because I didn't communicate and he showed up and was like oh I don't want you to feel bad like why would I want that yes but it's just like I could have just remembered that from before like oh if I just communicate about it we don't have to let it explode but it totally just blurted out and he started kind of laughing because he was like wait what (laughs) well I didn't even know you were upset what's going on that just makes me think about yesterday's alignment and today's alignment with the big question is how can you authentically express your emotions? How can you authentically express what you're feeling? If you're in that moment where you've given somebody a card that you love and that person's not reading it right away, can you say to them, it would really make me feel good if you read the card or my feelings are hurt because you haven't read the card. That's okay to say that. And that's definitely that Aries energy where you're just saying it. Because I didn't even say my feelings are hurt because you didn't read the card. I just said something very emotional. I just mm-hmm. like blurted something out. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? I, I, I had no clue. I'm like, oh, I guess I could have just said that. Yes. Obviously, you're bothered by this thing that you're not saying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, using our words to communicate before the eruption happens. Yes, yes. It's like you hear parents say that to kids all the time. Use your words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I still need to hear that. Yes, we do. <laughs> we need to hear that as adults. Absolutely. I mean, it is nice. I'm not sure what part of his chart, but like, I feel like there has been a couple of those moments. And luckily, he's showed up in that moment instead of, you know, becoming also combative. He's been like, oh, like, OK, I, I had no idea that was happening for you. Well, you could have he- just told me. He's a Pisces rising, so when he's in situations where he's uncomfortable, he's going to be very compassionate. So when you, like, explode on him like that, he's going to be like, whoa, like, I, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Like, you know, I, what do you want me to do? Like, let, let me soothe you in some way. Mm-hmm. Friday, June 3rd, Mercury returns to direct motion. <gasps> In what? Taurus, yes, Ingrid. Yay. It's the end of Mercury retrograde, but the shadow continues for another 15 days. So Mercury has just been stagnant here at 26 degrees. For the last week or so, it's going to continue lingering at 26 degrees for the next few more days. It's 10 days at 26 degrees. This is, this is maybe creating some of that mental friction that is causing the emotional blow up. So just be patient with yourself, really focus your mental attention towards your self-worth, what you value within yourself and how you would like to see what you value reflected in your material surroundings, in your reality. So the retrograde shadow began on April 26th. It ends on June 18th. The retrograde began on May 10th and ends today, June 3rd. So so this is the time to start wrapping up those unfinished projects and maybe starting to prepare for what's next. Yeah, we touched on that last week. So yeah, gathering these things, we only have a short amount of time before we're into this next season. Mm-hmm. So yes, definitely feeling that energy of yeah wrapping up. Yes, absolutely. It's almost like a little mini new year in a way. At each like end of retrograde and that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's a period. 
it's a period. There's a beginning, a middle, an end. And when you get to the end, which is now and then June 18th, it's tidying things up. It's wrapping things up like the end of the year and then moving on to the next phase. And then we're pushing forward hard in that next phase. And then when retrograde starts again, it slows down so that we can wrap up everything that we've been working on. Oh my gosh. Yes. I never even thought about it that yeah. way. <laughs> the slowdown. Yes. There's like so many cultures that put such a big emphasis on getting your entire house in order. Like every corner has to be swept and cleaned perfectly before the the new year, because otherwise mm -hmm. you're going into it with like not good energy, mm -hmm. but it, translates so amazing to this because yes. if we don't wrap up these loose ends and then there's like a push for like a new project it's not going to feel great when there's shit scattered all about from your old like your old projects just lingering lagging behind absolutely dragging you down yes so what do you want to wrap up right now for the next 15 days so that you can move forward after the retrograde shadow with like a clean slate saturday june 4th saturn begins its retrograde transit in Aquarius. Great. <laughs> One retrograde ends, another begins. Exactly. We're never free. Exactly. So, you know, it's, you know, this is an elongated retrograde. It's not just a few weeks like Mercury retrograde. It's, it's several months. So in some ways, it's going to feel like everything that you've been working towards, it, you might be slipping down the mountain now. So if that's how you feel, try not to get frustrated. Just keep climbing. Just keep getting done whatever you need to get done. Every little bit is going to pay dividends down the road. So don't get frustrated by not meeting your timeline. There's your timeline and there's the divine timeline. And this divine timeline with Saturn retrograde is saying... Chill? Yeah, chill. Like there's work that you need to check. There's more work that you need to do. We see where you want to climb to, and that's wonderful. But in order for you to complete this climb, you've got to do work and recheck your work that you've already done. There's more work that needs to be done. And Saturn likes to reward hard work. So exactly. even though we're ready to like pass the test and move on to the next thing, mm -hmm. just to keep showing up for the project, even when it seems like something is holding you down it's like strengthening you so when it does start moving forward again you're like strong and you're ready for this next phase instead of kind of like kind of like just like a workout it's like you need to like train to go to the olympics you can't just be at the olympics all the time it's like okay you have to graduate from one thing to the next and you have to put in your work to like graduate to the next level yes and keep working on it again and again and again and again and this retrograde is going to continue until october 22nd so, <laughs> you know, just not quitting when exactly. things get tough yes. and boring and monotonous. Yes. So keep grinding forward and recognize that all the work that you're doing, even though it might not be getting you to where you want to be as quickly as you want to get there, is building the strength within you that you need to ultimately get to where you want to go. Sunday, June 5th. We're looking at the moon again has now moved on into the fixed fire signs symbolized by the lion leo and just as the moon was doing on tuesday today on sunday it aligns with neptune in pisces and saturn in aquarius 
So Neptune in Pisces and Saturn in Aquarius, both aligning with the moon again, just as they did in Gemini back on Tuesday. But this brings a different energy. It brings a different frequency. So with the Saturn retrograde happening, Saturn just being stuck at this one degree, 25 degrees, it's checking into your heart, the resolve in your heart. Leo rules the heart and it's asking you, do you have the heart to continue forward on this journey, to do the work on this journey? The connection with Neptune is connecting your dream, your fantasy with your heart. What is the fantasy in your heart? And are you willing to do the work required to bring that fantasy into reality? I think the answer to these questions will be really telling. Like, do you want to sustain this hard work it takes to get to the next level like we talked about yesterday? Well, maybe if you really tap into your heart and the answer is yes, I do want to pursue this. Yes, this is my dream. But maybe there's also some things that aren't serving you where you've been putting in the work, but you don't really feel connected to it with your heart. And maybe that's not a good idea to keep pushing this this goal or this dream when it's really not in touch with what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, that can either reignite your passion for something, or maybe you could possibly be cutting something out or wrapping something up that's not serving you anymore. Mm. So you're saying if like you check into your heart and you're like, yeah, I, I'm not in it. It's mm-hmm. not in it. So maybe it's ending something that you're working on and that's going to create the space for you to decide what you really want to be working on. But I'll also just bring in like that Mercury still lingering in its retrograde shadow. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you're already thinking about not moving forward in a certain area prior to the retrograde May 10th or prior to the retrograde shadow April 26th, then this could be like, yeah, you know what? I'm wrapping up what I'm working on here. It's um, my heart's not in it anymore. I'm going to start moving on to something else. But if it's something that came up recently in the last couple of weeks, maybe you just want to pause until after Mercury steps out of its shadow on June 18th. You know, I think that's really good advice because sometimes we can get down on ourselves or bored with a project or feeling like just irritated about it. And we're like, oh, no, I just want to quit. And maybe that's not necessarily the answer. Maybe if it's for a really long time, you've been feeling this isn't working for you and you check in and you say, yeah, it hasn't been working for a very long time. Maybe I need to move on. But if it's just a thought that came up, we all have those thoughts all the time. As soon as something gets hard or uncomfortable or we're bored with it, mm-hmm. we just want to move on to the next thing. So just not taking that thought too seriously if it's like a retrograde energy. Yes, yes, exactly. And Saturn will press you and say, how bad do you want this? And the Leo energy is saying, is this fun? <laughs> do, do I enjoy doing this? Like, why am I doing this work? Like, is it fun? So that's something to ask. Are you having fun doing the work? If the answer is no, and it's been no for some time, then yeah, maybe it's time to move on. But if the answer's no, but it hasn't been no for some time, maybe it actually has been fun, but you've had a rough couple of weeks, then how can we recalibrate to make this fun again? I love that. Yeah. Yeah, the rekindling of the passion for something. Because it can get boring until you got to breathe new life into your projects Mm -hmm. to keep going because you don't want to do the same exact thing forever. But like maybe some of that Gemini energy, like the curious energy. You're just bringing me back to the beginning, you know, where it's like starter, stabilizer, stimulator. 
So this is stimulating, breaking it down so that we can start fresh and then stabilize and then stimulate and break it down and start fresh and stable and so on and so forth. We don't really get taught that there are these cycles to follow. <laughs> it's just like all over. We just see like pushing forward. Yeah. Go, 110%, go, go. 110% of the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's why everyone is so burnt out it's yes. like that's not realistic no. and then and then that doubt comes up maybe this week we're like oh are we really passionate about that okay well maybe it's because we haven't given ourselves a break to have the stable energy and then the stimulator and just actually feeling into those seasons as soon as we don't feel like it's 110 percent, 110 percent of the time mm-hmm. we like quit and start a new project and it's like we do have to put in the work to get the reward yes so stabilizing for a bit yes <laughs> trusting absolutely. that that's okay to feel that way yes awesome awesome ingrid yes thank you scott for all your amazing insights. <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome it's an honor and a privilege to share this information with you ingrid and with our listeners and if you'd like to know how these transits are affecting you directly contact me for a reading at theweeklytransit.com i'll see you next week we'll see you next week Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.